you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It is Tuesday, January 31st, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one is one for one in Super Bowls. That makes him a champ. Voice number two is also one for one in Super Bowls, and that makes him a champ. And I got to tell you, it's always nice to have guys around who act like they've been there before, not for reasons of having been overhyped and overnurtured, but because they actually have been there before. Voice number one, Belongs to the real Mike Rob. Michael Robinson, welcome back to the pod. What's going on, guys? What's going down? Voice number two belongs to David Carr. Welcome back, DC. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And on today's show, there is a worry that has been attached to the AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs that they lack balance because statistically they lack a top tier rushing attack. But David Carr is going to clear this up with one simple rule to understanding an Andy Reid offense. The Chiefs passing game is a running game and he'll explain. Michael Robinson will talk Jalen Hurts and explain the rather significant difference between being a passer with running ability and being a runner with throwing ability. Which is Jalen Hurts and why does it matter? Mike Robb will also give us a viewer's guide to the KC defense and explain the trick to beating Jalen Hurts. It all comes down to numbers and angles for Mike Robb. So get ready for that class you hated. It's called trigonometry. Michael, (laughs) you'll be the professor of that one. We'll explain why Tyreek Hill's departure and Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury might incredibly have been blessings in disguise. And Mike Robb will reveal all these years later that he knew his Seahawks were going to beat Peyton Manning's Broncos 12 days before Super Bowl 48. But first... This big news here back of the game. 
Josh Johnson, the backup quarterback, is in. Brock Purdy was warming up, Greg, and then it looks like he's saying here that he can't he can't throw. He can't do it. I think now they're coming out to take a look at Josh Johnson. Oh, my goodness. Okay, guys, what happened to the San Francisco 49ers is a cautionary tale that undoubtedly had David Carr feeling nervy tingles in his fingers and toes on Sunday. David, you were a starter in this league for a long time but you won your Super Bowl in a backup role to Eli Manning. When you consider what you saw from Brock Purdy, already a plan C in that Niners offense, and then Josh Johnson, how important are the next 12 days for Chad Henney and Gardner Minshew? Yeah, they're incredibly important. I mean, that was fun for me, you know, getting a chance. Obviously, we played against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and being able to give our team a look and get them prepared for everything that goes into that is is fun it's unique and it's a challenge it's not something that you necessarily see on Sundays but I think that it's a uh it's something that you just have absolutely have to lock in on and make sure that you prepare yourself I mean the best thing about our Super Bowl is inside of our Super Bowl rings it says all in and it says team and that was something that Tom Coughlin preached and it takes everybody down to the equipment guys tape and ankles all the way up to ownership to really be all in singleness of purpose understanding the assignment and then executing it. And, and those, those roles are important. You know, Eli Manning's job was obviously important. Everyone's job when it comes to game day and prep and getting ready for the biggest moment of your football and athletic career is so vitally important because we're going to remember these plays that happen in two weeks forever. There's pictures and images of every Super Bowl. If you start to flashback and you just say names and you say locations and you say different scenarios, you, you start to see those images more than any other regular season game or playoff game ever. It's all the Super Bowls and every football fan can relate to that. And so every play is important. Every, every rep you take in this prep week leading up to it is crucial. So you got to get it right. You do have to get it right. But I mean, even beyond, you know, there's no part of my question that is in any way discounting the role of a backup, of course. In fact, just the opposite. I want to exalt the role of a backup because we have seen just how important backup quarterbacks have been in this league this year. And specifically in the last 96 hours in the NFL, how important the backup role is. Yeah. And if you don't get it right how bad it can look if you don't get it right and how bad it can look for a game if you don't have a plan C as Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers unfortunately didn't have in that game right. against the Eagles. But more to the point, guys, we are talking about a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes who has a high ankle sprain. And yes, he soldiered on and will continue to, but that injury is real and he is as all players are, one snap away from the blue tent. And of course, in Jalen Hurts' case, we are talking about a shoulder. That injury is real. The pain is real. He is one snap away from the man with the mustache taking the field. Michael Robinson, how ready do you believe the contingency plans are for both Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni in this specific case? Well, in this specific case, first of all, I think they're extremely ready. Um, the fact that Gardner Minshew 
toward the end of the season because of Jalen Hurts injury, got some time to play. They lost those games, but he did get a chance to throw the football around the offensive line and offense got a chance to hear his cadence and understand what the offense has to look like without Jalen Hurts on the football field. And obviously we saw a couple of weeks ago when Patrick Mahomes uh, ankle injury, you saw Chad Henney go in and you know what? Uh, Andy Reid adjusted the play call and what they did was go 98 yards and score a touchdown. Like yeah, sure um, these are very good coaches. These are teams that understand exactly who they are, but I'd even go a step further guys. And I don't mean to kind of make this go all, you know, in another direction, but what if, multiple quarterbacks on a team get hurt and that same situation happens in the Super Bowl. See, at the end of the day, I look at what happened in this in that NFC Championship game with the San Francisco 49ers not really having a viable quarterback to finish the game with. There were, and David, you know this, there were probably six or seven guys on the sideline in street clothes, part of the 53-man roster that just was off that day. Yeah. And at some point, the National Football League for these games, for the big games where you can't have a product without a quarterback. You know, maybe we bring back the third quarterback rule. Maybe this guy just helmet is not live until the other two quarterbacks go down. Maybe you just say, okay, guys, I don't care how you do your roster, but it's 53 guys you're paying salary to. It's 53 guys that you have on the sideline. Make them all available. If you make them all available and you let the teams decide who they make available, let them deal with their quarterback issue that way. I just think the league missed a big opportunity, a a teachable moment here with that particular uh, situation. Michael, I think this offseason and becomes that teachable moment because Steve Mariucci yesterday on the podcast said just that, that he believes that the NFL should re-implement or implement. I'm not exactly sure what the language of the previous law was, the previous rule was, but that every team, certainly in the playoffs, in the postseason, have to have, will be mandated to have three starting, three quarterbacks rather on the roster to, to, you know, to prepare for situations exactly like we saw. And it's the reason I'm asking this question today. I am worried. There's a part of me that is worried because I never want to see a diminished product out there on the field. And there's no reason for that to be the case for the Niners to be down three touchdowns and not be able to throw a ball. That was very, very difficult to watch. Drew, and and I don't mean to interrupt, but, but like guys, like just look at the situation that the Niners were in. Like, I was that emergency quarterback for every team I was a part of. And, David, you know this. On that Saturday walkthrough, that was yep. for me. I took the, every Saturday walkthrough of my career because teams always knew, guys, we got this weapon right here, Mike Rob. right? He has this background. We're literally using a roster spot by not having a third quarterback on the field, but he has to have some reps just in case. Just in case you have to go in and play quarterback. So we had a, a three, we had like five or six, th- uh, a three, uh, three step game series for me. We had five or six runs. We went to the read option type of offense, but it was, it was functional. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And you look at the 49ers situation, they were already with Brock Purdy, who was their third string quarterback. They couldn't afford to give anybody else reps. Josh Johnson, who was the backup, probably couldn't get any reps last week because they were already on number three. He had to get yep. every rep. I just, I don't know, man. I just that was a to me, that was a bad look for the National Football League. Yeah, undoubtedly. And I think last question here, last comment here goes to David Carr. I'll change gears a little bit. Mike Rob, thank you so much for what you said, because I think you're absolutely right. And that is something we really, really hope that history does not repeat itself from what we saw on Championship Sunday. It's a disservice to the game. It's a disservice to the event. It's a disservice to the viewer. And more importantly, it's a disservice to all those other 50, you know, 51 guys who, you know, finished the game for the Niners 
that saw that they really were still in the game in terms of the clock, but really didn't have a chance. David Carr, you mentioned that you played the role of Tom Brady in the lead up to the giant Super Bowl win, that giant Super Bowl win over the Patriots. What's it like to be Tom Brady? I've always wondered. It's fantastic. Yeah, he's uh, he's a great player. It's it's hard to mimic a guy like that. You know, he he does so many good things. That was the challenge is just trying to get his mannerisms down. And that's what they're that's what you're going to be tasked with, you know, just like you are every week. But I think that's the unique thing about these two quarterbacks that you're going to find yourselves trying to mimic, you know, as you lead up to this thing is Jalen Hurts is very difficult to mimic because you're going to have to get a running back to even equal his athleticism. But then at the same time, unless you have a Mike Rob on your team, you're not going to be able to throw it. So you don't yep. get a great look and that's really difficult to do, you know, and then have a home standpoint, you know, you obviously you have the ability, you got guys in your roster that can sling it and throw the ball around, but no one's going to be able to duplicate what he does. You know, in my case, Tom Brady, you know, from a mimicking standpoint, it's not that difficult to mimic a guy that's going to be seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, throwing it to guys, you know, and that's, yeah. that's pretty easy. But these guys that we're talking about, you know, today are just a, they're a different animal, man. These guys are incredible. I think they're the two best quarterbacks playing in the game right now. Obviously, I think the NFL got that right. You know, they're in this game for a reason. They, they deserve to be there. They've played fantastic football. I can't wait to watch it. I'd hate to have to be the guy trying to mimic Jalen Hurts or Pat Mahomes right now because that's a tough ask. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. Next topic, starting quarterbacks. David, you set us up perfectly. We will start with Jalen Hurts. Michael Robinson, please, for the listener, explain the rather significant difference. It's one that you point out all the time, but I don't think we've connected the dots quite like we're about to do today. Explain the difference, please, sir, between being a passer with running ability and being a runner with throwing ability. Three questions. Which were you? Which is Jalen Hurts? And why does the difference matter so much? Oh, to answer your first question, I was the runner 
with passing ability. Your second question, Jalen Hurts, he's a runner with passing ability. Now, the big question is, what's the difference and what are we looking at here? I always go to it, David, you know what I'm talking about here. When a quarterback gets into trouble, what is his natural reaction? And when court, when when passers get into trouble, their natural reaction is a look for a way to throw the football. Okay, when runners get into trouble, their natural reaction is to get active, is to play. You can't touch me is to you get what I'm saying? And it doesn't matter the situation. Now, these runners. And again, what makes Jalen Hurts so significant is because I believe he's the first real runner at the quarterback position that's having this opportunity to win a Super Bowl. And I think it will be a first. And I also think it would cement, not cement, but it would kind of bring in or officially usher in a new wave of quarterbacks who are runners. And guys, this all starts from Little League football. It all starts from Little League football in every park around America. The Little League football coach has that dynamic player and says, how do I make sure I utilize every single ounce of this kid so that everybody else can have an easier way to play football? You know what they do? They put him at the quarterback position. They put him at the quarterback position. Why? Because what? Well, just like we talk about with Jalen Hurts, it creates 11 on 11 Football. You cannot play Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson or any of these true runners of the football of our game. You can't play them with two safeties high. If you do, it's just too, it's, you don't have enough people to defend. It's all about numbers and angles in the National Football League. And like I always tell people, when you see safeties back, when you see one, two safeties back, that means they don't always have a guy for the quarterback. And so when that guy becomes a real running threat, that is when you, you you literally put the the optimal amount of pressure on a defense. And what we needed from those running quarterbacks, because I was one of those guys, and the big reason why I wasn't able to make it in the National Football League at the quarterback position, David, you guys, first of all, the NFL quarterbacks, the accuracy and the ball placement was just on another level. I remember going to rookie camp seeing Alex Smith, and I was like, oh, I called my brother. I said, I couldn't, I couldn't have played quarterback here. The accuracy, I mean, every single time he threw a 20 yard out, the ball was exactly where it had to be. I, I, it, it was just different. I saw, I saw the field differently. Joe Paterno told me one time, Mike, why would you ever throw that 25 yard out right there when you can just run it? You can get the ultimate check down. I love, I love your high pitch, Joe Paterno <laughs> voice, by the way. Yeah. Uh, okay, so hold on a second, Michael. I'm going to interrupt yeah. you because you have, you have invited me to my next question. You hinted at it when you talked about two high and single high safety. You know mm-hmm. the secret to being Jalen Hurts. What Thank is you. the trick to beating Jalen Hurts? It is it, and I think for you, it does come down to numbers and angles. You want to force him to throw. You want to guard against that read option. Well, first of all, you got to understand the nature of the offense. The nature of the offense is inside zone running the football, right? With the running back in the shotgun. I mean, running back in the quarterback in the shotgun, right? And that's one play. The one play handoff to Miles Sanders. The second play is the quarterback keeping it in Dallas Goddard or any other tight end pulling around the edge, blocking the, the fourth defender, right? The alley defender. That's the second play. The third play is on the backside of it is a slant or whatever route combination you put on the backside of it. That's an RPO. That's true triple option. 
And so let me let me let me just walk you guys through that to stop the backside slant or the backside RPO. You got to have two or three guys over there. If They have one receiver over there. You got to have two, a linebacker in the corner. If they have two guys over there in a the slot, you got to have three. The nature of a defense is to outnumber you by one. That is the nature of a defense. Oh, okay. Well, if you got enough guys to defend against that, you're going to be light in the box to defend against this uh, a six-man run game. Because again, you got the five offensive linemen plus Miles Sanders. That makes six. You got to have seven defenders there to stop that. You hear what I'm counting, guys? You got a slot. You got to have three guys over. You got five, uh, six guys with the running back. You got to have seven guys there. That's 10 guys. That only leaves one guy left. And you got a receiver on the other side. And you got to defend Jalen Hurts from running the football if he keeps it. How do you do that? Yeah, it's a very difficult thing. We heard Greg Olson go into great detail when he explained the indecisiveness that the Philadelphia Eagles offense can force from even the best players like a Fred Warner. By many accounts, Fred Warner may be the best linebacker in football, and yet we saw him flat-footed. We saw him not sure which way to go based on how dynamic and yep. how deceptive this hold up, Drew. offense hold, is. Hold up, Drew. Hold up, Drew. Hold up. But and so I, I guarantee you, our listeners are saying, well, hell, why didn't every team do this? If it, if it presents that many issues, why didn't every you know why? Because every team doesn't have five damn near all pro offensive linemen who move human beings. Yes. That's yep. why it all works, guys. And, oh, and then if you leave A.J. Brown one on one on the outside, he will win 10 out of 10, not nine out of 10, 10 out of 10. That's what makes this team so hard to stop. OK. And yet, if I if I quoted you correctly, because I took notes when I was listening uh -huh. to you earlier today, and I think I did yep. take this note correctly. So what you are saying in terms of the arithmetic, what you are saying makes perfect sense. If it's six, you need seven. If it's seven, you need eight and yep. so on and so forth. So in layman's terms. We always hear this as this is load the box and you are suggesting to Casey, yes, load the box, take away the run, force the action to the outside, force one-on-ones on the outside. Your winning strategy for Steve Spagnolo and this Kansas City Chiefs offense is to have Jalen Hurts throw the ball. One, yep. why? And two, what's a winning number? How many times do you want to see Jalen Hurts drop back? What's a winning number, a winning arithmetic? Uh, what's, the, what's the combination to, to unlock a, a win for the Chiefs defense? How many times do you want to see Jalen Hurts drop back and throw the ball next Sunday if you're the Chiefs? Well, again, I'm going to answer that by, and, and you'll check this out. If I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, I want to keep Jalen Hurts pass attempts around 30 to 33, 35. Okay. If that, and that's a lot. Yes. Of this offense. You see what I'm saying? That's a lot. Because again, Kansas City defense understands this. Hey guys, our offense going to score because we got a bad dude on the other side. You see what I'm saying? It all works hand in hand. If you're scoring, you almost you almost talk the Eagles out of that read option thing and puts them more into a drop back game. And if I'm defending Jalen Hurts to a straight drop back game in D.C., I don't know what you see on tape, but I say, Jalen Hurts, I want you to throw this 15 yard out on a straight drop back pass 10 out of 10 times. 
10 out, I want to see if you're going to hit it 10 out of 10 because you know what? As a runner, I don't believe you're going to do it. And that one time you mess up, I'm going to pick it. And that's the difference in the game. It's good. I mean, that's it's right. small things in the, in the championships and Super Bowl games, but that's how I would defend them. I'd load the box. I'd, I'd load it all up in the middle. Single safety high, one safety deep. So, again, you know you have your alley players or your guys between the hash and the numbers. And I say, Jalen Hurts, your legs will not beat us. Your arm is going to have to beat us today. When I'm listening to Imrod lay it out, it, it, he's he's exactly right because you know the the very first thing that Steve Spagnuolo is going to do is he going to he's going to pop on the film from last week. He's going to find out what defensive structure the Niners were playing, what fronts they were playing. He's going to see the indecisiveness by one of the best linebackers in the game, Fred Warner. He's going to say, absolutely no chance this happens to my guys, right? Because if the 49ers had to do over again, they'd load the box, they'd let Fred run to the ball, they'd use yep. someone else, just like Imrod laid out, to play the backside RPOs. So how does that how does that play itself out? It plays itself out exactly exactly in the scenario that Rob laid out. Where if I am Kansas City, first of all, the best defense that I have is my offense. I'm going to score. I'm going to put a, I'm going to put pressure on these guys. I'm going to make them try to keep up with us. Okay, that's going to keep them from running the football. All right, that's number one. Number two, that extra guy down in the box that's going to be accounted for in the run game with Jalen Hurts, Chris Jones. You're on the back. Whoever comes down as a safety player, a nickel, whoever that is. You have Jalen. We're going to have that accounted for. Throw the football outside. Like, you can see this, man. Like, having watched the game, and Rob knows this. That's why he laid it out beautifully. Having watched this game for two decades, that is exactly what's going to happen two weeks from uh, on Sunday. That's going to happen. They're going to load it up. And then it, now you're in a situation where, if you're the Eagles, is A.J. Brown, are these guys on the outside, are they able to beat the secondary? Now, the other thing, I'll throw a little wrinkle in there. Steve, having played against him, and he was my defensive coordinator in New York, Steve will do some very interesting things. He can load the box, but he can also roll coverage. Mm. So a lot of times what you have happen is when you run these zone runs, okay, a lot of times it happens, the zone read happens to the side of the back, right? So yep. you can kind of anticipate where the RPO is. So if the back is on my right in shotgun, the zone read is happening on that right defensive end as I'm facing it from an offensive standpoint. You know, the RPO type play happens on the back side of those also. So what you can do is, you can manipulate the defensive structure based on the alignment of the running back, and you can play aggressively the zone read and the RPO by rolling coverage to it, where Jalen's going to have to make some reads on the fly. I guarantee you he's going to see some coverages mm -hmm. that he's not seen yet. You know, And that's going to be the, the challenge for him is to be able to see and trust his offensive scheme and what he's seeing. And he has crazy ability. We know that. And he has the ability to tuck and run and, and, and keep himself from getting in a lot of trouble. But there's going to be a couple times you watch on Sunday where he throws the ball right into coverage. Now, if these guys catch it, it could be a game-changing play. If they don't, well, they might live to see another day. But, but Steve's going to do some things from a front and coverage standpoint that are probably a little bit unconventional to try to slow this, this offense down while still accounting for that run game. Guys, I promise trigonometry. I think we threw a little algebra, some geometry, and a little calculus in there as well. <laughs> I, covered, I will man. say this. I think we can all agree on this, that what we have seen from Jalen Hurts this year, this extraordinarily impressive campaign that Jalen Hurts has put together in a leadership role and and certainly as, as, as a quarterback on the field for this Philadelphia Eagles team, he knows what's coming. He knows what he may face. He understands that he is going to see some looks that he hasn't seen before. And if I know Jalen Hurts like I think I know Jalen Hurts, his answer to that is bring it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. With me today, Super Bowl champions Michael Robinson and David Carr. We turn now from Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense to Patrick Mahomes and a Chiefs offense that was saddled with a bottom half rushing attack, at least according to the rankings. But David Carr, when you have more screens than a summer house, you don't need a traditional <laughs> rushing right. attack, do you? You don't, do you? So explain to, no. the, to the listener, please, that the traditional rushing attack, as we may have grown up getting used to, is actually in play here with this Kansas City Chiefs offense. It just looks a little different because – the backs are getting the ball thrown to them quite often, not handed to them. Yeah, just like Imrob just brilliantly laid out the RPO, the zone read game, and how the quarterback game is changing and how the dynamic player at that position is now something that, like, if you if you take Imrob and you put him in this system, right, he'd be thriving, right? Because it was just a different era. And so gone are the days of me as a traditional quarterback handing the ball off and just kind of watching the play and having the best seat in the house at the running back position. And so also are, are gone are the days of balance. Like, I was talking to Mooch about this the other day. Like, it's out the window because unless you're going to start tracking the screens and runs and the outside throws, the smoke screens, the different types of ways you can get these punt return type players, the ball, unless you're going to start adding that all into the run game and kind of keeping track of that, the balance is out the window. You know, so if you really look at it, I bet the Chiefs are balanced in the fact that, okay, the run game, the RPOs, the screens, all of that is probably balanced with the play action, the down the field passing game, right? They just get to it a different way. Because if you have a guy with the ability that Patrick Mahomes has to throw the ball from so many different angles, and we saw the ball fall out of his hand the other day when he was trying to throw the ball so quickly, a lot of times he does that without the laces. I mean, he can get the ball out to the perimeter as fast as I could hand it off. So why not just create space for your guys and put them in positions? And Eric Bieniemy and, and and Andy Reid they they brilliantly lay out these game plans where there's 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 a vertical element right to the stretching of the defense and they had that with Tyreek Hill and that was something that was terrifying for defenders and now you're seeing the horizontal stretch where it's sideline to sideline and they're implementing that beautifully with still being able to have Travis Kelsey control the middle to keep the defense honest and it's something to see man and and that's how they move down the field you saw Isaiah Pacheco 
I mean, he, he's not going to crack 100 yards. They're not going to give him 30 touches in this game. He's a dynamic player when he gets the ball in his hands. I like him a lot. I like the fact that he can get extra yardage. You know, like he's he's faced with two defenders. Nimrod, you've been in this position before. You watch mm-hmm. Pacheco. A lot of times you'll see him and he splits them and he gets like two or three more yards than your average running back would get. You know, and you see that happen a lot. So he's a great back. But there's, I mean, we're kidding ourselves if we think that he's going to get 30 touches. You know, that's just not going to be the case. They're going to get this thing all over the yard, and they're going to utilize a new style, you know, with this quarterback's ability to just kind of play point guard on grass. And it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. David Carr, you mentioned Tyreek Hill. And, of course, the narrative for this Kansas City Chiefs offense, certainly the first half of the year, was about the absence of Tyreek Hill. I should think that Isaiah Pacheco, who Michael Robinson famously calls a passion back, and Jet mm-hmm. McKinnon, who has more skills than, than most. I mean, he is the last line of defense as a blocker, right, for Patrick Mahomes. And yet he can turn two into 23 into 30 and five into 50 because he has that kind of a skill set too. But Michael Robinson, when we talk about Tyreek Hill, there is a part of you that has been waiting and there are still 60 minutes, perhaps more to see if this comes to fruition. There may be a moment when the absence of Tyreek Hill announces itself in a rather inconvenient and unaccommodating way for Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense. But is it possible? Is it just possible that the absence of Tyreek and incredibly, the ankle injury to Patrick Mahomes could actually end up being blessings in disguise for this Chiefs team. Yeah, man, I think there was. I mean, adversity reveals character and the fact that uh, Patrick Mahomes was faced with, the, you know, obviously the ankle injury, but even more than that, the fact that his quick answer to anything a defense could present to him uh, and Tyreek Hill was gone. I mean, like I always talk about that divisional round game against my Bills. You take Tyreek Hill out of that game, Kansas City does not win that game. And so I just didn't think that this offense, I didn't think the play caller, because, you know, Andy Reid has always had a, a history of not running the football and all those things. He wants to be explosive and things like that. I didn't think the play caller or the quarterback could adjust their games enough to be able to do what we're seeing them do and that's be patient that's take what the defense gives them that's um and 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 uh, david you said something um just a few minutes ago play point guard on grass i mean that's really what it is with some of these plays that we see from patrick mahomes yeah. because to give his receivers time to get downfield oftentimes he got to do something because we talked about the defensive linemen in this league being super athletic and, and big and fast and being able to, to get after quarterbacks. Oftentimes, because that quick win isn't there in Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes has to do something to allow time for his guys to go downfield. And he's doing it. I didn't think that he would. I didn't think he had that patient bone in him to, you know, just take what the defense gives him. But he does. Andy Reid showing his Hall of Fame uh, status and the fact that he's adjusted this offense. I mean, some of those plays last Last week um, against the Cincinnati Bengals, three tight ends on the field. Your, your whole offense adjusted from having nothing but speed to now playing with big people and going empty. And just the, the audacity of Andy Reid sometimes to kind of link some of these personnel with some of the plays. It's nasty in a good way. And uh, it's pretty good to see us being offensive guys here on this podcast, man. It's pretty dope to see. And to see that Kansas City always has an answer. It doesn't mean it's going to always work, Drew. But the fact that they always have an answer in their play call and their quarterback, 
That's why all of the free agents want to go to Kansas City and play with that guy, Patrick Mahomes. The fact that I'm asking a question, could the absence of Tyreek Hill, the departure of Tyreek Hill, the cheetah, could an injury to the best quarterback in the NFL be blessings in disguise? There's no way you are asking those questions of a team that is not led by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Last word on the Super Bowl, at least for today in this tweener prep week, Tuesday, January 31st at 1.34 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I call out the time because my next question, I'm not going to hold you guys to the answer. It's way too early for an answer. But in turn, Michael Robinson, I will start with you. Super Bowl 57. I wouldn't be surprised if. Oh, Super Bowl 57. Um, I would not be surprised if. We had over 1,200 yards of offense, wow. 600 on both sides. I mean, passing and throwing. I mean, I, I Jalen Hurts is going to be. I mean, the first. I'm interested to see Philadelphia Eagles' first 15 plays, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's five or six quarterback runs just to say, guys, you're going to have to deal with this all day. And then Patrick Mahomes, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, threw the ball deep a few times just to say, look, safeties, back on up a little bit. We're going to be using some of this space in the middle of the field. I think Andy Reid, Nick Sirianni, and all the offense on this on these from these guys are going to go crazy, man, and, and it's going to it's going to operate through the special quarterbacks that both of these teams have. Wow. Michael Robinson says Super Bowl 57 could be offensive palooza. David Carr, same question. I wouldn't be surprised if. Stylistically, Drew and and Rob, you know, mm-hmm. styles make fights, as we hear in the UFC, we hear in boxing, and, and it is no different in football. And when I look at this game and I break it down the way that Rob has and that we've talked about over the last couple of days, I just see, a, I, I see the same thing. I see an opportunity mm-hmm. For Yeah, for Jalen to get involved in the run game early, but that challenge is going to be the one-on-ones. And there's some young secondary players on the back end in Kansas City. And A.J. Brown and some of these guys, Devontae Smith, like these guys are big-time, big-time players. And this game has been very balanced for Philly. They've done a good job, but I think their hand is going to be tested. I think they're going to be, they're going to be pressed into action. And Philly sees that there's some young guys on the back end in that secondary. They played well. They've played well through the playoffs, but they're going to be tested. And we know Kansas City is going to throw the ball over the place. So absolutely fireworks in Arizona. I mean, that's 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 coming up like I'm excited for it because you're going to see some dynamic young quarterbacks that are at the top of their game with cutting edge offenses like this is Mm -hmm. this is not a boring Super Bowl by any stretch of the imagination. Like I can see scenarios through some games in the past where you could say, oh, it's going to be 13 seven. It's going to be you know what it is like this game does not have that at all like that. That is that is so far away from what this game is going to be. It's going to be a blast, man. I can't wait to watch it. Translation. We usually get confetti and fireworks at the end of a Super Bowl. David Carr says, don't be surprised if you see both during the Super Bowl. We interrupt this podcast to bring you an incredible story. The strange but true story of Super Bowl 48, a game in which Michael Robinson's Seattle Seahawks beat down the Denver Broncos. The Peyton Manning-led Denver Broncos 43-8 at MetLife Stadium. It was a cold-weather Super Bowl, but it was only cold for one team. That's the Broncos. Michael Robinson is about to reveal the fact that he knew exactly what was going to happen in that game 12 days before kickoff. This sounds nefarious. This sounds shady. Michael Robinson, please tell the story. Take the mic. For offense... And throwing the football, 
timing, the offensive line has to block, the weather has to be straight, the quarterback <laughs> has to feel Everything. right. So yeah, many right. factors has to happen for a good passing offense to happen. For defense, all you got to do is hit who's ever moving. And I remember Dan Quinn, right, the Wednesday before we left Seattle, he was so excited. He almost was doing flips on the practice field. And we were stretching. I'm like, DQ, what's up, man? Why are you so excited? He said, dude, I got a stat to tell you, M. Rob. Look, check this out. Peyton Manning, I know this is a great offense. Peyton Manning, anything over 18 yards or anything under 18 yards, he's about 88% completion. Mm. Anything over 18 yards, he's about an 18% completion. And then he looked at me like this. And we started out, I said, oh, <laughs> DQ, you about to be, you about to press their, press their guys to be physical with them at the top and let those pass rushers eat. He said, Mike Romp, you already know, dap me up. And the rest is history, 43. He dapped you up? Yeah, he oh, dapped me up. That. He dapped me up. That. Yeah, he sure. that dude. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Michael Robinson and David Carr. We have two minutes on the clock for a couple of non-Super Bowl topics. Topic number one, what's next for the 49ers? I cannot go into the depth that we had hoped for, but I think we can assume and agree, guys, that either Trey Lance or Brock Purdy may be the quarterback of the future for this team. But there is someone else who might be the perfect quarterback of the near future, says Michael Robinson. Michael, what's his name again? Tom Brady, the greatest winner at the quarterback position <laughs> our game has ever seen. He better go. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. may go back to the place he loves and play for the team that he rooted for when he was a little kid. That would be an interesting scenario. Now, I think, Michael, I'm rushing us along. I wanted to go more in depth there, but that's okay. Time is, is time and you have a show to prep for. But Tom Brady, if we talk about his future, is actually limited to only going to a few places. Why? Because of the final topic of the day. Super Bowl 57 will feature two teams with black starting quarterbacks for the first time in Super Bowl history. Mike Rob, where does your mind go when you hear that? Yeah, um, my mind goes to the, the evolution of the quarterback position. It's crazy. I think I just I just think about my own plight. I was deep. I was a Big Ten player of the year at the quarterback position, fifth in the Heisman running at the quarterback position, and I was forced to have my position changed. And that was what almost twenty years ago. Now, fast forward, I probably would have been a first round pick, sec, early second round pick, just because of the evolution of the off- offenses, the evolution of the players that are playing, that are going after the quarterback, the athleticism of the defenders. You need a dynamic quarterback. And I'm not saying you you need a running quarterback or, or a guy that has running ability with, you know, th- that's a runner with passing ability. Sure, there's going to always be room for the guys who can operate from the pocket, but you have to have some type of dynamics about you. You have to be able to elude the rush. You got to be able to, like Joe Burrow on Cincinnati, they run the read option maybe once or twice, you know what I'm saying, every couple of weeks. Just to keep you honest, Joe Burrow has that amount of movement ability to do that. Again, I'm not saying every quarterback is going to be a running quarterback, but I do think we're seeing a change in the guard where the statue quarterback will no longer be the, as effective as we've seen them in the previous generation. So if you are a statue quarterback, and chances are, if you've had a statue made of your likeness as a quarterback, and that would probably uh, be right. Uh, let's see, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady, they have statues. I think Nick Foles actually has a statue of himself out there in front of, right, in front of Philly Stadium. Chances are Sorry. your days are numbered. David, you kind of alluded to this earlier today. It is 
is less about the color of skin. This is not about black quarterbacks. This is about skill sets for quarterbacks. Josh Allen is certainly a running quarterback. Right. His days look very bright. But to Michael Robinson's point, we are seeing the evolution of the position. And in that evolution, there are some species that will be left by the wayside. And those species include prototypical six foot four and five inch guys, quite like yourself, David Carr, will belong in the La Brea tar pits before too long, not on the yep. football field. Is that true? Do you buy that? Yeah, I think there's going to be there's always going to be an element of you know the need to, to to win on third downs, to win in the red zone, and that's throwing the football. And you're going to have to do that, right? And mm-hmm. so that, at the end of the day, I love the I love the numbers game. I I wish, and we even messed around with it when I was in New York a little bit, put me in on some situations where we could do some of those things and tried to think outside the box because it just makes sense, man. Like we've been screaming about this forever. Like guys that know football, it's just it's mind numbing when you'd sit in quarterback rooms and you're trying to figure out how to get rid of that safety, how to block the unblocked guy. And you're like, why don't we just use the quarterback? And forever, guys would do it with bootlegs and try to move the pocket. There's always going to be an element of the guys like Tom Brady that can go in, that can win you a game and play games, play the game differently. But I just, I love the fact that it's 11 on 11 now. Like that's, it's a, it's a fair fight. And for so long, the NFL coaches and the teams, they just lied to us. They said, you can't do that. The defensive ends are too good. You know, they're too athletic. Well, put an athletic guy at quarterback. And then match that athleticism and get a guy that can protect himself. And Jalen Hurts does a brilliant job. When he runs, he gets down. He doesn't take big shots. He, he's smart. He knows how to make himself available to his team. You can find guys like that, and you can push the envelope forward, and you can get a young guy on a great team like Philly with a loaded roster, and you can go to the Super Bowl. So I love it, man. The, the glass ceiling's been broken, and it's a new era for quarterback play, and I'm all about it. I think it's great. Translation, look out below. There is a lot of falling glass. You better be quick on your feet to avoid what is happening in the modern NFL. And God bless all of you who are good enough to handle the demands of the modern NFL. Guys like Jalen Hurts, guys like Patrick Mahomes. This is a Super Bowl of firsts. Yes, the first Super Bowl to feature two black starting quarterbacks. But if David Carr's prediction comes through, it will be the first Super Bowl where fireworks happen on the field during the game. I want to thank today's special guests, the Super Bowl champions, David Carr and Michael Robinson. Thank you so much for making time for us, as you so often do. Listener, please join us tomorrow, Wednesday of this tweener week, this prep week, when we draw your attention to the X factors for Super Bowl 57, the guys who may just determine who wins this game, and yes, who loses this game. You have certain names on your brain. You need some others. Let's add some to the file. We're going to make you a smarter viewer tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.